The iPhone XR is here at T-Mobile, and there's a whole lot to love. Like taking those perfect new year, new you portrait mode selfies you're going to share. Nice. It's the best way to stay connected to everyone you'll heart most in 2019. So get ready to fall in love with iPhone XR on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE to learn more or visit a store today. to another episode of the Streaking the Lawn podcast. Once again, my name is Pierce. I've got a bunch of wonderful guests tonight. Uh, <laughs> our, our usual co-host, Caroline. How's it going? Hey. Hey. And we've got Matt Alice back. Matt, how are you? It's good to finally be back for the yeah, first time in like five months. While. Yeah. And we have the most special of guests tonight. Caroline, why don't you do the honors of introducing? I'm very excited about this. Um, this is the first sibling duo or you know, sibling, set of siblings <laughs> we've had on the podcast, but you may recognize him from his days playing basketball at the University of Virginia, um, primarily for the awesome faces, perhaps for diving steals. We have the one, the only, Evan Nolte. Evan, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? doing Lovely. Well. <laughs> so awesome. you thanks have for to, having me on absolutely yeah, super stoked, stoked about this um so you have to let us know like what are you what are you up to where are you what are you doing these days what's what's the haps with evan nolte yeah so um i am in the real world unfortunately um i i live uh in san francisco california uh in california so i work actually at a cybersecurity company um, and I do sales. So I basically am an outside sales rep, kind of traveling all around the West Coast all the time, kind of explaining uh, what our you know, technology does and why it's different and why um, you know, IT teams, et cetera, uh, would find it valuable. So a lot I- like running Packline Defense. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very similar to Packline Defense. Um, the, the kind of the mechanics of information security are very, very similar. So it was, it was an extremely easy transition from an economics degree to talking about computer networking um, all day, every day. So you arrange the coworkers' desks at a certain point, like like line them up. We can't go no desks outside this area. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Um, I guess really what was some of the, have there been any, this is the cheesy like capital J journalist question, like what lessons were you able to take away from your time as a basketball player to, were you, did you oh, feel prepared wow. to go back to the real world? I guess <laughs> that question. Yeah. Like, we're going to start off with the, with the cliches. That sounds good. Um, we're going to warm you up, we're gonna warm so, you up and then like really throw one at you. Yeah. Yeah. So I will start as well with the cliches. You know, I learned teamwork. Um, you know, I, I really learned how to be a part of something bigger than myself um, and to, you know, really focus on my part and not trying to do too much. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I definitely, definitely being um, able to be on the go uh, because I do travel a lot and uh, kind of have like a pretty high motor or high energy in terms of, um, you know, anything from like being willing to get on a flight like tomorrow morning to, um, traveling to like three different cities in a week. So 
that's probably the most uh, valuable thing I learned outside of just kind of the, the teamwork aspect and stuff like that, that I've been able to carry over into the real world. But um, that hasn't been easy. I mean, uh, it's definitely, definitely a lot different, uh, sure. but those, ty- those type of things are, you know, it's not something you really think about. It's just something that's kind of like intrinsic to, um, I guess, playing basketball, being a part of a team all the way um, from, you know, for like 20 years. <laughs> so, um I guess I guess those are just like a couple things, I guess. Nice. And you were part of, I mean, really the, the formative Tony Bennett uh, beginning of his, his formative era, at least here at UVA. I mean, talking about a coach coming in and, and really changing the culture, uh, bringing him back championship-level basketball to a school that w- was missing it dearly. Uh, and you were on those top successful teams that he's had. So what was it like being a part of the team that ruined basketball for everyone in the country? <laughs> um, I mean, it was awesome. I mean, there's really no other way to describe. I mean, it was, it was definitely an incredible experience, just like the, the stretch that we had um, and that, you know, happy to see them having success early this season. But I mean, it was, it was awesome. I mean, everything from the lows to, um, you know, from mm-hmm. sitting, I remember sitting in JPJ our first year and, and wondering if we were going to be in the tournament um, and, you know, realizing, you know, team after team that they called, you know, our chances got smaller and smaller and then realizing that, okay, we're going to have to play an NIT to, <laughs> you know, being, <laughs> be, being on that, uh, like being on the stage for the ACC championship, you know, that was kind of the, mm-hmm know kind of a dichotomy of the two uh, but it, I mean it was awesome uh, to kind of look back and at times you know it's a lot of things get in your head in terms of oh you know you want to play more or contribute more or do things like that but but looking back and kind of seeing the, the big picture of really kind of what we accomplished and everything was was it was, I mean it was awesome definitely a ton of special moments from um, you know for, from those four years for sure awesome so what would you say was your favorite moment <laughs> Mm. Uh, I, I mean, I, I definitely think, uh, th- th- there's, there's quite a few, but I, th- I think at the top is just the, uh, the ACC championship, um, you know, being on the, with the confetti and all that stuff and, um, being able to, to win, you know, a championship like that. Cause, cause the regular season, you know, we won and, and that's great, but there's not, you, know, you don't really have the feeling until, you know, cause w- once you get to the tournament, you know, everybody's, um, you know, records kind of zero, you know, zero, zero, right. So anybody can win it. And that's just like a, a very special moment. But outside of that, you know, just being able to play in, you know, Madison square garden or just, you know, growing up watching all the ACC teams and, um, you know, always kind of looking up to the, the teams like, uh, you know, UNC Duke, uh, you know, all those type of programs and being able to, you know, kind of go into those arenas and in front of, you know, thousands and thousands of people and, um, you know, make a shot uh, was pretty cool. So uh, there's definitely a ton of a ton of different moments, um, but I'd say the top was was the ACC championship for sure. Going off of that, you're definitely known to most UVA fans for three point shooting. But how does it also feel to have the greatest dunk in UVA history in that <laughs> Memphis game? Like, where where does that rank? Yeah, I'm I'm extremely honored uh, to be a part of, of history like that. Um, it's definitely one of the highlights of uh, of the program, just in general. <laughs> yeah. uh, but that was uh, I, I think I I not only I think I blacked out probably right when I I got the pass from Justin until kind of we were on the bus home, um, and so it was uh, it, it was fun because no I think I surprised literally every every single person that was in the building or watching on TV. Um, 
and even myself. So it was <laughs> that was fun. With that um, that whole season with the ACC championship, I guess the whole run really. Um, so as the ACC championship weekend went on, though, I'll, I'll kind of talk to that. Um, you notice that each progressive game, more fans trickled down from Charlottesville because there had been a longstanding. Um, Virginia didn't necessarily make it past the first first game they played uh, for a little while. Um, what was that like seeing the fan support grow, not just that weekend, but like as the fans kind of learn to embrace the style and see the success translate and really get stuff going and supporting the team? Oh, it was, it was awesome. I mean, it was inc- literally incredible because not only, you know, I think Greensboro is, is by far the best place for the ACC tournament to be held just because it is, you know, a very centralized location, even though there's uh, too much uh, different shades of blue, two shades of blue in particular. <laughs> there, but, Beheim, apparently. <laughs> but, but, um, but just like seeing, you know, just seeing people come out and the support, whether it be, you know, showing up for the game or just, you know, walking out to the bus from the hotel and there's a whole, you know, crowd out there. Um, you know, things like that were just, I mean, it, it was, it was really cool. And, and also like even in, in New York, you know, we, you know, Virginia has a lot of uh, people up there like Matt yourself and people <laughs> coming out to Madison Square Garden those couple of times, things like that uh, was, was really awesome. And, you know, it's, it definitely helps uh, when you have like, you know, people cheering and, and your home kind of base wherever you are, especially once you, once you get into tournament time. I mean, it's just awesome to have that kind of base there and, and to, to kind of root you on, et cetera. It's, uh, I, I know I joked about it at the beginning, but I'm curious what it was like to play in Tony's system uh, that, you know, he, he always in the national media, gets listed as, you know, top, one of the top young coaches around, great defensive mind. But there, every year we deal with some ESPN guy or CBS Sports national guy <laughs> deciding to write a UVA article about how they take too long on offense and limiting possessions makes them susceptible to upsets. And, you know, they point to some games you played in, some games more recently where, where they lost in, in tournaments. What, what's it like being in, in a team that has such a distinguished, distinguishable style and, and deal with some of those, I don't know, ups and downs? Or do you feel any of that as a player and that, like any frustration or, or just love it? Yeah, so, I mean, I guess I'll just – I'll preface whatever I'm about to say with the fact that I, I haven't, like, done any type of research or, or listened mm-hmm. to a lot of – uh, reporters or, or ESPN personalities talk about this topic, but I will say it's, it's, uh, I mean, it's completely on the outside. Like uh, sure. we're, you know, I, I remember hearing about, you know, people talking about, you know, saying that t- coach Bennett has a rule about not shooting, you know, over a certain amount of time on the shot clock, which mm-hmm. is just absurd. Right. Um, so things like that, you, you know, you, you hear, uh, you know, here and then, but um when when you're playing on a team like that, you're really just focused on like the season, the next game and, and executing the defense. Um, and, you know, that's, that is obviously the, the staple of the, the program of coach Bennett and, and what we do best. Um, and I, I just think it's, it's kind of funny how, how all those, you know, kind of media personalities talk about it. Um, you know, they've even made rule changes to, you know, to kind of promote more scoring, et cetera. And, you know, I don't know if it's just the fact that these media personalities and, and uh, broadcasting networks just want 
more viewers, so they want more points and more dunks. But at the end of the day, if you're going to play in the ACC um, and you're going to want to compete against uh, the, the best teams, whether it be you know Carolina, Duke, Miami, whoever it is, you're not going to beat them by outscoring them or being mm-hmm. more athletic than them. Um, that's just you're not going to do it. And so I guess what, you know, what Coach Bennett's philosophy is, is, you know, hey, we're just going to make you earn on offense. Mm-hmm. And that's that's really all that's all we do. Um, and so it's I think it's a little bit more simple than people kind of try to make it out to be. But, mm-hmm. um, you, you know, you can't compete with those teams by trying to run up and down and, and compete with, you know, five, six All-Americans um, that are on that team. So it's kind of the, I think it's a little more simple than, than a lot of people make it out to be. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. For me, I'm like, so last night they, or I don't know when this is going to post, but Monday night, Virginia beat Wisconsin 49, 37. I think it was like, that's a 12 point win over a power five conference team in the challenge. Like you held them to 37 points. They're averaging 76 or whatever it was. Mm Mm-hmm. Instead, the the discussion is like, I can't believe you actually enjoy that style of play. Like, like, like fans are being made to feel as it. Like, I felt like I was like, just let me like what I like. Like, they were like, you only like it. Like, People were saying it, stupid shit on the internet. I know. I was, <laughs> I was starting it mad on. Can't, <laughs> can't be true. Can't be true. Like, yeah, I no. I mean, they score forty nine points as long as the other team has less than forty nine. Like, why does it matter? Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it, it kind of yeah, matters. No, I mean, <laughs> I, I I get that, and I, I I definitely respect that. I mean, if, what was it, forty nine to to thirty something? I mean, that's, yeah. that's but um, and also there were no free throws, which was kind of weird. Yeah. But no, I mean, I guess it's you know the, the two you know programs like Wisconsin and Virginia, you know that that play that type of defense or whatever, and that style. I mean, that's going to be you know that's not really set up for a, a completely riveting. Um, scoring night but yeah I mean I guess it's just yeah I mean people people complain about you know every everything and, and they just want to see you know you know just hot alley-oops and all this type of stuff well you know the, the hard thing to do is play defense because it's just it's strictly effort and that's what Virginia does and so it's like well you know like it then uh, I don't really know what to tell you. We're, we're, we're just going to play defense. Yeah, you put two teams that play defense against each other, and you're surprised when the score is low. It's like right. putting Tom Savage in the game and being surprised when there's no touchdown passes. Like <laughs> Texans bird. Shout out to all our Texans fans listening out there. Uh, Paul Wiley. There you go. Yeah. There's at least one. Paul, right. that was for you. I love you. <laughs> yeah. You all yeah, no, I, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, though. I mean – People will, will, are going to complain, and they will continue to complain. But The dumbest um, comment I read last night was Ben Swain saying that the funny thing about UVA fans loving this defense is it's the exact same thing as the Virginia Tech football defense, and they hate that. And, I mean, if you're just saying good defense is good defense, fine. Like, if that's your metaphor – I would love for my football team to have Virginia Tech's defense. <laughs> like, like where, what UVA fans ever been like, I hate the way the Hokies play defense so well, you know? Like, I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then it also, like, if you, if you just, like, are a, are a Big Ten football fan at all, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, r- r- run the ball, punt the ball, et cetera. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. And, you know, it's, so, I mean – 
there, there's no one really complaining about that type of stuff. But yeah. my buddy, I mean, from, what, are you, what are you gonna do? Yeah. My buddy from grad school who went to Wisconsin undergrad that was at the game last night. I kept getting texts from him during it. It was all stuff that was like, man, you guys have like really good defenders again. Like, where do you find these? Like, it was right after Dre Hunter had that like really nice stop or whatever. And then, like, throughout the game, he just kept saying, like, it was just, like, talking to a fellow Virginia fan, <laughs> but saying, yeah, yeah. recognize, like, the defense. Like, you love this, oh, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was, like, two people that respect the hell out of the way their teams play defense. and the Yeah, way they- absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you all on most of this. <laughs> but, but like, nah, give it to us. Give it to us. Give it to us. So I, I mean, look, it, the the issue is that you know if you watch a Carolina game like the Carolina Michigan State game the other day where they just play awful, if they miss you know six or seven shots in a row, it's a three minute scoring drought. If UVA goes cold and misses six shots in a row, it's an eight minute scoring drought. Mm-hmm. And like that can be the issue. I, I I think the worst basketball game I've ever watched was a game that we won by twenty against Rutgers up in Brooklyn, I think. But the final oh, score was like was forty five to twenty five. That was a it bad, was it was, was it was an awful game. And I, I <laughs> love I love watching our defense play. And most of our games are in, you know, the low seventies, the mid sixties. I love watching us play basketball. But the game when it when it gets bad, we still win and that's awesome. But it can get it can get really ugly to watch sometimes. And I, I do think we one thing we need to work on is we still for some reason after being really good for like five years now, we have the thinnest skinned fans in the history of Twitter. <laughs> Everyone gets offended. Yeah. Everyone freaks out. And we gotta just call it like what is you see? What's the Elite Eight? Like one we're fine, the, guys. I think one of the things with that though is is the fact like and as someone like I graduated in 07 with Pierce, like we were there for some really tough basketball times where the team wasn't good for a really long time. And finally, like the team's good and consistently good and it's got good players and playing hard defense. And then all of a sudden your team's not good the right way. Like you still, like that's where I'm at with it. Hmm. It's like, after all this, you just want to read a nice article about your team. Like you spend a lot of time and effort. Like, well, like you want someone like Mark Titus to, who understands Virginia fans. Like yeah. I, I want to like put out some, like the only national sports writer who's allowed to write about Virginia basketball anymore is Mark Titus because he gets yeah. it. Yeah. Like he gets it. But there it's him. just this thing where you like, you want this positive attention for this team that's doing really well and that you've rooted for for all this time. And then all of a sudden they start changing rules because they don't like the way you play. And you're like, that's not, but now we're ruining it for everyone else by winning. (laughs) That's where a lot of skinnedness, skinnedness, I don't know how you, um, comes from is because like, there's been this long standing desire to be good and then you're not being good the right way. And that's just really frustrating. Um, but I guess that's like, <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 def- I mean, I definitely understand that. And that's, uh, I'm sure a lot of people share that same, that same feeling. Um, but yeah, I mean, it really just, I, I, I think people, like I said, I think people make it a little bit more complicated than it is. And, um, in the media, uh, the lamestream media and, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, we just try to make people earn like as much as they, you know, as much as we can, uh, <laughs> on defense and so uh, that's really all, all we're doing and we're trying to get a good shot and and run our plays etc and if it takes a little bit more time than you know per possession than other teams then um you know that's kind of that's kind of the system that we run you know so yeah. well let's i want to get back into a little bit about your experience and maybe some stories and things about your time um like we did mention at the beginning 
owner of probably the most famous steal in recent UVA basketball memory. Happy uh, <laughs> you, the oft photoshopped um, photo. Do you have any favorite photoshops that, that you've seen? I, I, I hate to say meme, you know, it's like it's an overused expression, but there were some pretty good ones bouncing around a couple of years ago from it. I think I don't really have a favorite. I, I'd say I, I do get annoyed with um, you know, how many times people change my, my facial expression when I'm on the court, you know, it's, it's just <laughs> like, uh, you know, my, my, my face is, does not, you know, does not change that much when I'm on the court and, and every picture seems like somebody has altered it to where my face looks like I'm, I'm absolutely, you know, I just uh, swallowed a, a bowl of sardines or something. So, um, so I, I think that that's one thing that really irks me. Um, to make me look, I don't know if they're, you know, it's just the big, uh, big J journalist and the, the media trying to come at yeah, me, but yeah. uh, not, not really sure about that. <laughs> but playing at BCU, I mean, that, uh, that's uh, w- widely regarded as one of the crazier, louder environments because they play in a high school gym or whatever. Um, was, <laughs> was that one of your favorite away game atmospheres or do you have some others that, that you uh, enjoyed more? No, I'd say it wasn't my favorite, and I i mean, you, you guys fact check me on this, but I feel like in the game that we played against them, we had control quite a bit of the time, yeah. so I don't know if it was, yeah, so I, I'm not sure if, if that's right or not, but I think it was a little bit subdued in terms of the noise and the, the atmosphere, but yeah, you know, it's a smaller gym, and um, I, I'd say one of the ones that just pops in my head immediately was George Mason. That was uh, my uh, first ever yeah. um, collegiate, collegiate game. And I remember it was the last couple of seconds, I believe, somebody hit a three from George Mason to go up, and I was standing under the basket, and I could just tell from the trajectory that it was going in. And that was like the loudest roar I had ever heard in my huh. life. Just yeah. People going crazy. They have that um, you know, incredible character in their, their band um, instructor mm-hmm. and so he was just hilarious but but yeah so that, that was one that stands out but like you know all the arena I mean all the places get super loud when when the home team goes on a run you know anytime I mean Maryland was extremely loud UNC Ugh. is always extremely loud uh you know so do you have any favorite spots that, that like you enjoyed playing more in particular uh I didn't have a favorite. I mean, um, Virginia Tech's stadium, I probably, I think it might have been built in about the 1850s or something like that. But <laughs> that was always fun. That, that was always fun to go in and, uh, and beat up on them um, and, and hear, hear the si- there, There's no better sound on the road than silence. But yeah. no, I'd, I'd say the worst place possible ever to play is Wake Forest. I mean, that place, <laughs> really? I, don't know, I don't know what it does, but. I remember the first time we played there, I had like at least an air ball or two. Joe had two air balls, <laughs> like the, the, the depth perception, something about that place is just absolutely horrible. Gotcha. Tie dye. There's tie dye places. It's gotta be. <laughs> yeah. Tie dye. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, in the same but, time, I mean, like obviously the Nolte face has become a thing and <laughs> you seem to enjoy, like you embrace that kind of stuff. You seem to enjoy interactions with the media i know there was like the peanut butter sandwich thing with lauren brownlow and one of the post game things that made its way around so one of my things i want to ask about was the christmas pictures that you did with mike and joe um what <laughs> where did that come from whose idea Those was that great. get the clothes like can we maybe see yeah. more of that if mike ever comes back from Spain? <laughs> like what do we 
Yeah, I'm not sure if we're, we're ever going to see a, a repeat of that. But I, I basically over winter break, you know, the whole team is there. You know, we're just sitting on our asses, you know, practicing and then going home and watching a movie or something like that. And so we were just bored. And one of our friends was was staying over break as well. And so we just uh, I forget which store we went to. We, we might have went to Kmart. I don't know if that's still there, but we went to Kmart and just got some sweaters that were just like absolutely horrendous and just messed around because we were just <laughs> bored. <laughs> so that, that that's how that came about. And it turned it turned into, a, a, you know, it was a lot more. Um, some more funny than, than we thought or, or initially kind of planned. But we we had the, the idea to send out Christmas cards. Nice. Uh, and so we t- took, took some photos and it turned out to be pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> and when you came to UVA, I think Tony had been there for, I don't know, two or three seasons. I don't remember exactly um, when you committed. Uh, but, I mean, you were a, a four-star coming out of Milton, and we all know that Tony can't recruit the players. <laughs> so I'm, I'm curious how you ended up in Charlottesville with, with such a high rating. Did you, did you not know that we played slow? What, what was it really? Was it four, was it four stars? That seems a little bit low. <laughs> Number, <laughs> you, you got a, you got a no, 97 no. composite. It's pretty good. Uh, out of 100 or? Out of, I, I think so. Who knows? <laughs> okay, good, good. Uh, no, so I my um, high school career, it, it I was kind of under the radar for a while, and then I um, had like a couple, a good, a really good summer, and kind of, uh, I guess, moved up in the ranks very quickly, and, and a lot of people kind of, uh, you know, started to reach out to me once I, I showed that I was, you know, a pretty decent player, and so Virginia was um, one of the first schools to offer me um, before all that kind of happened. And I came up here to, for a visit and I, you know, I visited a lot of other places and, um, you know, kind of the, the main thing, my brother, he went to a, a, cert, a certain school and for two years and the coach was kind of very, very different than uh, he came off in terms of recruiting. So we wanted to make sure that, you know, that didn't happen again with, with myself going through the process. So, you know, being able to spend the time with the, with him, with Coach Bennett and the coaches and the players, and and really, you know, getting a sense of okay, this is really this is these are the people that I'm going to be spending you know a vast majority of my time with. Um, so that kind of and you know the system that they played and and kind of that combination with the fact that I wanted to use basketball to kind of open a couple more doors than um, you know I, as if I and in, 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 instead of I didn't play basketball, so you know the education part was huge as well. Um, and, uh, you know, that's kind of those combination of those two things were, were the reason, but it was really just the, the, the fit and, the the fact that they, you know, always expressed interest in, in me, um, as opposed to kind of just, you know, not hopping on the bandwagon per se, cause I wasn't you know, some, <laughs> some major recruit, but, but you, you get what, you get what I'm saying. Good stuff. Does that make sense? Uh, who, who they played with, do you keep in touch with, uh, regularly if, if anybody? Yeah, so I I keep in touch. I haven't talked with uh, Toby quite uh, as much as I'd like, um, you know, for no particular reason. But I, I definitely keep in touch regularly with Joe um, and Cade. Um, those are kind of the two people. You know, I'll send texts to to you know other guys here and there. Just um, you know, hope all is well, blah blah blah. But I think you know regularly, just just Joe and and Cade. Um, so, yep. So, so you know Joe, local area man who plays for the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, yeah, that, that was that was funny. I was, uh, definitely unfollowed Deadspin after that uh, ridiculous <laughs> article. Um, 
I mean, he, I mean, he's averaging double figures. Yeah. I mean, come on, give, cut him some slack. The, the yeah. comment that that made me laugh so hard was that Joe Harris looks like the bass player in Create a Player in 2K. Like just the base <laughs> zero setting, you haven't changed anything, and it's so true. <laughs> and that's it, and that's generous. I mean, that is that is a generous description of, of Joe. I mean, he I mean he he still takes like the, he takes the subway everywhere. Nobody even recognizes him. They don't even know. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, it, 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 there was a funny story when he was in Cleveland. Um, I, I surprised him actually like a couple of days before Christmas um, on a break. And I just stayed over the night with him and his family. And I went to the game. He got in at like the last second or last couple of seconds. And then mm-hmm. after the game, we just, we, you know, we went out to a, a local establishment and we were, we were asking everybody about the game and, and about, you know, Hey, you know, you guys, did you guys go to the game? And they're like, yeah, we went to the game. And, and we're like, oh, do you guys know about the rookies on the team? Like, I feel like there's this, uh, like, smaller Italian white dude uh, who's on the team. <laughs> and and, and no, nobody, nobody recognized him throughout the entire, throughout the entire town. It was hilarious. Yeah. We were just going from, from place to place. Just, just uh, it, was, it was hilarious. <laughs> I love the B the B roll that they took for that like news segment where you can just see them like, all right, Joe, start in front of those brownstones and walk towards us. Yeah, you can keep your coffee. Hold on to that. That's fine. Um, <laughs> I love that the nickname yeah, so I, carried over too. Like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get Bucca. to see the yeah, I didn't get to see the video. It wouldn't work on my uh, on my phone, oh, so I didn't get to see that part. Yeah, it's. it's I could uh, only I could only imagine. I could only imagine, given the thumbnail, the quality of that uh, video <laughs> segment. So. I did get it, Joe, when he was on the podcast with this question. What is the worst curse word you ever heard Tony Bennett say? Ooh, good question. Um, probably, <laughs> probably, sh- probably shit. That might be the worst one. <laughs> I mean, it might have been it might have been it might have been used once or twice max, but uh, I, I I mean I can't even remember a specific incident, but that is, that is definitely a very rare occurrence um, when when he does do that. So when it happens, does everyone like stop and like free? Like, no, it's, it... it's no, no, it's it's not like that. I mean. Um, it's just, it's just kind of. I think everybody in their, in their head, just is like, wow, he's, you know, because Coach Bennett can get extremely intense. Like he, did, getting upset and mad is not the right way to describe it. Um, but he gets extremely intense, and when he does do that and passionate, um, it's just kind of, yeah. There's no, there's no real stop or anything like that. What's your? So, so some, sometimes. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, I was going to go ahead and finish. <laughs> Sometimes he won't. No, I, I was just I was just saying sometimes it's it's good that he that we, we know that he can curse sometimes. <laughs> um, He's so. not a robot. <laughs> That's always there. Yeah. What, yeah. Is, <laughs> what would you say your favorite Tony Bennett memory is? Like is there something like a funny story or you know, he's not really like a crazy fly out of the seat of his pants. He like does something nuts and crazy, crazy pranks he pulled. Yeah. <laughs> you go with Joe Harris to his house on New Year's Eve that one year after the loss, and then we can talk about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I think, um, yeah, th- there's no like a- absolute kind of like crazy stories. Um, he's pretty, you know, he's pretty in, in line with what, I, I think people see in the media, et cetera. I'd say my, probably my favorite moment um, was when we played at Wisconsin. Um, 
for the first time. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was my, my first year. And I, I don't know the entirety of, of kind of the relationship or, or, or what, what even happened between um, their family in, in Wisconsin or, or their dad, if anything at all. But I know that really meant a lot to him to go in there and um, get a win. And I remember we got the win. It was not only a big win for just us as a team, because I, I think uh, Wisconsin was, was ranked pretty high, but we got in the locker room. And everybody knew that it was, you know, it really meant a lot to him because we all know kind of his um, his upbringing, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And we just – before he – because the coach kind of – he comes in a little bit after the team, whether it be, you know, media or something like that, or he's maybe just talks to the other coaches for a second. And so before he came in, we all decided that we would just, like, basically jump him. Uh, once he came in, we are all going to be silent. <laughs> and we are just going to get up and start start jumping around. And so that, that was probably one of the cooler moments just because you could see the uh, – the emotion and what that win kind of meant to him, um, you know, being from there and, and his dad coaching and, and building that program up. So that was, that was probably uh, at the top of the list right there. Nice. Well, now that we've gotten into the hard questions, game on the line, your team's down one with the ball, six seconds left. You've got the ball, Evan. But but you get double teamed. You we know you want the shot, but you 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 know, they've, 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 they've got you marked. You can't take the shot, but you've got Malcolm on one side and Joe on the other, both open. Who do you pass it to? If I'm not taking a thirty footer double teamed, then uh, I, I I don't I don't I'm going to disappoint here, but I don't think there's a bad option there. <laughs> I can't I can't I can't choose I can't choose one over the other. I mean, both just uh, extremely, like, I mean, awesome college scorers and uh, just very, very uh, poised players, both of them. So there's a lot of similarities. There. Caroline, I can't, I can't pick one. I can't. I pass the Jack Salt. I pass the Jack Salt. I am like leading the team Jack Salt support group. Give it to Jack Salt. Give him a sky hook from maybe 15 feet out. Uh, bank it in. That's that. That might be the first option. Draw it up. <laughs> Number one. Whatever. He had a great game last night. Um. So you've watched some of the games this season. What's kind of your just general overview of what this team has? What do you like about some of the pieces? Who are you looking forward to seeing have a big season? Yeah. No. I mean, I've definitely been. I've been impressed. I've been. Um, to be honest, I'm pretty surprised. I wasn't really sure how they would do this year. Um, you know, obviously they have the, you know, we have Devin and, and some, some older guys, you know, Isaiah that, that have played in, you know, four years, if, if not more, but, you know, I feel like we still have quite a, quite a few young, younger guys. Um, and I've been extremely surprised and impressed at how well the, uh, the defense has been playing because that's really the hardest thing to kind of grasp as you, you know, not only defense, just, just normal, you know, defense in college or just a college game from high school, but learning that defense and ex- executing it, it, that's been, a, that's been a very big surprise for me, honestly, how well they've been doing. Um, I'm, I'm definitely excited. I mean, I'm, I'm really excited. I think Isaiah, um, I'm really happy to see somebody, um, you know, the, the plays the way he does really kind of, you know, get the credit he's, you know, kind of deserving right now in terms of the MVP and, you know, that's, that's no small feat to be the MVP of the, the NIT, you know, in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm definitely excited for that. I've been, uh, I've, I've been very, very impressed with, with Kyle Guy. Um, 
you know, I, I've never really hung out with him, so I, I don't have uh, too much uh, insight into to him or a lot of the other guys, to be honest. And after this year, uh, I, I won't really know anybody. But the way he can, you know, kind of – I think last year he was a little bit more of a, just kind of a shooter. And the kind of his, – his ability to kind of put the ball on the floor, um, you know, me – as you guys know, you know, my, my strength was just a complete athletic slasher. So I can definitely, I can definitely appreciate, uh, you know, him, him being able to get to the rim and finish. Um, you know, so, so that's, that's been awesome to see him, you know, be, uh, that multidimensional player that, you know, maybe he just w- wasn't able to really kind of show last year and, and, yeah. you know, everything from that to his, to his ability to kind of, um, square up, in the air after jumping is, is really impressive just from a shooting perspective. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think uh, I'm, I'm excited for us to play, you know, uh, in the ACC and really kind of play against those. Cause once you, once you get into the league play and, and you go against guards like Joel Berry or, you know, a, you can name any, any ACC team and, and their guards um, and big, you know, front court, back court, it's, it's a whole different ball game than, you know, playing the, um, you know, uh, Rhode Island. You know, all, all respect to them, but it's it's, yeah. a, it's a completely different thing. So I'll, I'll be I'll be definitely interested to see once they have some more you know kind of proven opponents in in that kind of uh, you know league play per se, if that makes sense. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, but but no, I've, I've been I've been surprised. I have um, not not that I thought they would they would do you know bad, but I just I, I feel like uh, you know they just need to keep their head to the ground. They don't need to you know kind of come up on one of these games maybe it'd be you know before winter break everyone's kind of checked out they're you know 10 or 12 13 and 0 whatever it might be and then you know lose to uh somebody like we did i think it was hampton um back like the it was like the 24th or some something some shit like that um but so so, so I, just, I just hope they yeah I just, I just hope they kind of uh, with, uh there's gonna be a lot of hype especially if they keep winning and everything like that uh from from the media or, you know, every, all the fans, et cetera. So if they just kind of keep their heads down and, and coach the coaching staff does a good job of that and kind of trying to keep that, keep the noise out. Um, I, th- I think that they can, you know, have, have a really good chance, but I, I don't know too much about the ACC in general this year, to be honest. I, I saw North Carolina play the other day. They're, they're really good. They have a bunch of uh, freaking clones down there. You know, yep. These big athletic dudes <laughs> in, in the post that, that can that can dunk dunk on you, shoot threes, and then uh, you know rebound. So you know, I, I'm not sure about the ACC in general, but I'm I'm definitely excited for you know January to come around. The the December games sometimes get a little bit lame outside of the the big yeah. kind of matchups. <laughs> Did you ever oh, pass Lehigh this weekend? Oh yeah, Lehigh. And then Lehigh, West Virginia after that. Yeah, West Virginia. Then I think the next toughest is Davidson. Mm-hmm. Davidson. Yeah. So like Hampton. what? what <laughs> West track. West Virginia will be. Yeah. So West Virginia will be be a great test just because of um, the ball pressure and the the uh, the type of defense, the full court defense that they play, and just the fact that you know they, they've created a, a good program over the last uh, however many years. But that that'll be a really good test for them. Um, so that that'll be a good kind of signal or sign as to as to really how they're doing uh, instead of uh, playing Lehigh at home, you know, <laughs> on a Saturday at one p.m. All right. So this is you've made it through the easy stuff. Now it's the <laughs> test. Um, this is a portion of the podcast where I get to ask you rapid fire questions. Um, so this is just the first thing that comes to mind, um, and they're pretty straightforward. So nothing too stressful here. But are you ready, Evan? 
Okay, good, because I can't, yeah, I can't read or anything. So if they're short yeah. board, then we're good. <laughs> yeah, it's just gonna hold up poster boards. Um, all right, favorite place to eat on grounds? Bluegrass. Nice. All right, nice choice. Um, if you could be on any freight, other sports... freight train, write it, write it, write it down. Freight train, write it down. <laughs> if you could be on any other sports team at UVA, which would you choose? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I would say uh, maybe baseball because I would have a hell of a lot better chance making it to the MLB than the NBA. So that's a baseball. <laughs> All right. Um, outside of yourself, the coolest athlete that UVA you knew. Ooh, coolest athlete. Um, wow. That is, uh, we were kind of separated from the whole coolest athlete. Wow. Honestly, I can't even really think of, uh, Oh, probably probably Matt Jones. Nice. We like Matt Jones, friend a, of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, friend of the podcast. Yeah, I mean he. I mean you can't you can't really meet a better guy. That's um, you know just you can't really meet a good of a guy that's that unattractive uh, you know, <laughs> ever. So so he he's he's fantastic. Um, what is your go to or what was your go to pump up jam pregame? Hmm. Of jam. It was between probably Katy Perry and Sandstorm. <laughs> just any Katy Perry? <laughs> no, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I tell this to everybody, but unfortunately, I'm just a, I'm a top forty guy, so it's super lame. I know, but I'm, a, I'm a top forty guy through and through. So I just, okay. uh, you know, that Spotify has that automatic updated playlist, so I just kind of put that on. It's pretty good. I also listen to that. So no, I'm no, shocked no hate here. Shut up, Pierce. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So different from the first one, best dining hall on grounds. Uh, probably, probably Runk, even though I didn't really go there that much. Cause I, I, I didn't want to drive over there, but I'd say, yeah, I'd, I'd say, I'd say probably Runk, but. Not the secret athlete yeah. dining hall? Yeah, I would assume the answer yeah. would be the secret. I, I should have said yeah. outside of the secret yeah. athlete dining hall, which was your favorite dining hall. Yeah, the, the secret athlete dining hall, You get after, after a while you get really tired of the ceviche and the, uh, the caviar <laughs> that they, that they uh, give to us over there. So it, it gets old after a while. It's part of the Mike Curtis strength and conditioning <laughs> yes. program is caviar. Caviar. It's a big <laughs> that. Exactly. I am um, all but, right. Hawaiian shirt or Christmas sweater? <laughs> Ooh, that's a good question. Hawaiian shirt, always. <laughs> we'll take it. Even as uh, holidays. <laughs> all right, so which Stranger Things character do you wish you could have been best friends with as a kid? Ooh. Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I mean, 11, 11 is the obvious answer, but that's just not that, – that, she needs to be taken out of the list. Um, I would say – oh, shoot. What's the, what's the kid with the curly hair? What's his name in the show? Dustin. Dustin. Dustin, absolutely, 100%. <laughs> awesome. I will take that. All right, and last one with the holidays coming up or, you know, started. What is your favorite holiday tune? Oh, holiday tune. Honestly uh, – you guys can all do yourselves a favor and put on the Michael Buble Christmas album because that is just like absolute butter. I mean, <laughs> oh my gosh, I Michael Buble. <laughs> I was butter tears. You're welcome. You're welcome. 
Legitimately, if you bring up my iTunes right now, it's legitimately in the middle of the Michael Bublé Christmas album. Oh, oh there you go. All right, that was my last one. Evan, do you have any uh, anything we missed that you have to talk about that you want your your adoring fans to know about? <laughs> adoring fans, that might be an exaggeration, but um, no, that's that's pretty much it. I mean, thanks for having me on. Uh, maybe I'll uh, I'll be able to come back on sometime in mid season or something like yeah. that. Um, yes, we would love that. So for sure. I. Yeah, I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, like I said, this is my first ever podcast, so I'm officially in the content biz now. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you guys are considered the lamestream media, but uh, we, can, we, we, can, we can hold that for next time. We have to consider ourselves news in order to be fake news. Yes, yeah. Guess we're uh, not news. We're just dumb people writing about sports we don't play. We still get laughs. I still lament every day that Brian named the site streaking the lawn when I go to like the ACC tournament. And anytime you get past a certain point in the season, they have you introduce yourself. Cause obviously then the teams don't know, like more media comes. And so I'm sitting at the ACC tournament <laughs> last year, like London and Kyle guy and, and coach Bennett are like sitting up on the dais, like <laughs> on this elevated platform at a table. And they're like, name in your outlet. So I'm like, um, Caroline Darney streaking the lawn, I'm like London. <laughs> I'll start like, <laughs> and I'm like, damn it, Brian. So yeah, I don't think uh, we get it. Well, well, how about yeah? How about I guess last thing? Let's let's break some news here on the podcast. Uh, who is who's Tony Bennett? Is that is that you, Pierce, or is that is no. that Matt? Who you know, big 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 Apple over there. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't associate me with that account. Oh, <laughs> big big fan of Phony's work. It is not me. I, I bet it actually is Matt, and he's pretending <laughs> that he's upset to to be asked that. It is. Yeah, it's definitely not Brian Leung because yeah. he's not funny. So, <laughs> and we're just like, taking out people yeah, we've from the really blog. Cleared like. out any of the funny people on the blogs. <laughs> I think my Twitter avatar is still Nolte playing Quidditch. Um, I'm not sure. Me playing Quidditch? I think so. It might not be anymore. It definitely it, used to be. It wasn't one of those photoshopped, photoshopped things. Yeah, absolutely. It was it was in Photoshop. Oh. No, yeah, I, I don't have like an okay. actual photo of you playing Quidditch. That would be kind of be kind of impressive. I would hope, I'd hope not. <laughs> okay. Well, that seems like a <laughs> that's where we. I think that's where we. Weirdo. Great segue. Um, th- <laughs> thank you guys for having me. Good, good chatting with you. And uh, and go who's go who's Evan. Thanks again, man. iPhone XR is here at T-Mobile, and there's a whole lot to love, like taking those perfect New Year, New You portrait mode selfies you're going to share. Nice. It's the best way to stay connected to everyone you'll heart most in 2019. So get ready to fall in love with iPhone XR on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. Call 1-800-T-Mobile to learn more or visit a store today. 